Welcome to the Sisterhood of Secrets, where we explore the world of weird. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Sisterhood of Secrets. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Taylor. We just want to say thank you to all of our new followers. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Yeah, we appreciate it. I'm glad you guys are enjoying enjoying the show. Yeah, the shit show. (laughs) That is the Sisterhood of Secrets, essentially. So this week we're going to do something very spoopy. And we're just going to tell good ghost stories or good um, paranormal encounters that kind of just creep you out. Yeah, these aren't ours either. So um, we're sharing them. If you have any questions, like a follow-up question, I can't answer yeah (laughs) that's what we're saying we're saying in mind you're just supposed to get spooked so enjoy yeah so i'm gonna go first yeah and then i'll i'll pick up next we'll alternate ghost stories because well one of my first one is fairly lengthy and my second one is very long i picked some lengthy ones of course you did you like them in the length the length department <laughs> ah, thank you for that okay also my ghost stories are more experiences and less in like encounters i guess you want to say so it's just like someone telling their story of like what happened to them okay you ready dun 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 <clears throat> let me clear my throat here so this is how it's gonna go it says i'll be honest my whole life i've been fascinated with the idea of ghosts but was never able to convince myself they were real until one day when I was about 18 years of age. Uh-oh. I love the skeptic turning believer. Yes. So, me and my best friend from college went to Seder Dad's house in Leicester for a couple of days. He had like a countryside cottage, and it was super old and very cute in a really small rural town. They didn't even have shops. We'd been there for a few nights and everything was fine until the, our last night there. We were both sharing a bed in a spare room. It was pretty late, but we were up chatting and both heard this big loud crash. It sounded like all of the dishes in the kitchen had fallen out of the cupboards. We both heard it, looked at each other, and completely froze. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, I would do the same. So then <laughs> we tried to convince ourselves it was something like the dishwasher But we couldn't relax, so we went to go wake her dad up. To be honest, we were amazed that nobody else in the house had heard it. She had a younger sister who was about eight years old, and she did not wake up. Honestly, she was eight years old. She probably didn't want to get up. (laughs) Yeah, probably like, no thanks. That didn't happen. Yeah, I'm going to stay under the covers where it's safe. This is a safe zone. So dad got up and went downstairs with us, and there was absolutely nothing amiss. The kitchen was fine. The dishes were fine. Not a thing wrong in the whole house, but the it didn't make sense because it was such a loud crash. So we decided to go back to bed and convince ourselves we made it up or that we were like exaggerating. Yeah, because your mind can play tricks on you sometimes. Especially when it's like late. Also, if you are feeding off one another, you know? Yeah, like, me and Stephanie don't do well in these situations. <laughs> yeah, It's like I'm scared and I make everybody else scared. That's usually how I do it. Stephanie's like, are you sure though? <laughs> Are we sure it's not a murderer? She's the walking inner voice of every anxious person. <laughs> if you want to know what anxiety is like, just listen to me. <laughs> okay, sorry. Let me back to it. About 15 minutes later, when her dad had fallen back asleep, we were both laying in bed wide awake, but trying to sleep when we heard the noises. Escalates getting closer. 
It sounded like somebody was just walking around, but we could see under the door. There were no lights. Um, and we could hear her dad snoring. Obviously, little sister is still in the bed. Mm-hmm. So she never got up in the whole situation. And they must be able to hear, I mean, everything in the house. But if you can hear someone snoring in their bedroom, then. I think that's why they like. Included that. Yeah. Started with it. Such an old property. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so our room was next to the bathroom as well. And we could hear that somebody hadn't just like got up to go use the toilet. Like that nobody was in the bathroom either. We were both absolutely petrified and convinced each other we need to open the door and see. We both grab weapons. I think I had a can of hairspray and she had a lamp. Good plan. I like these girls. (laughs) As we both go to open the door, we hear somebody whisper, stop. And I swear to God, I nearly passed out. Same sister. We both heard it at the exact same time because as soon as we heard the whisper, we stopped and turned to look at each other in shock. We both hid under the blankets all night till it got light out and just slept on the drive home. I am now 26 and I still think about it to this day and can't make sense of my experience. Um, I'm going to make sense for you, madam. You experienced a ghost. A ghostly encounter happened. Uh, A lot of people, if you are a skeptic, this was a ghost encounter. Welcome. And they can happen to anyone. At least it wasn't like a scary one. Like, you know, like any disembodied voice saying stop like that. Woo. I got the wheelies. I got the chicken skin. reading this the other night because I was, you know, looking for stories or whatever. I'm laying in bed. It's like two o'clock in the morning because, you know, I can't sleep. And I'm like scrolling mm-hmm. and i was like oh god that sounds terrible yeah and then immediately i'm like god i have to pee oh my gosh <laughs> like, i don't want to get out of the bed now i hope that nobody's listening to me <laughs> i hope no one tells me to stop stop peeing. stop peeing. <laughs> okay guys it's my turn and i i picked this one specifically for you tyler okay that's specifically so Thank listen you. and enjoy are you ready no <clears throat> When I was younger, I would go and visit my grandparents all the time. They lived in a one-floor house with an unfinished basement. I never liked it down there. It had this, it it just felt too small for this big basement. There was a little door down there that was for storage, and I always got this terrible feeling when I would go close to it. And let me add that this was kind of a newer house, and it was only about six years old. So during this one particular time, I was about seven, and I was going down there to help my grandmother do something. She heard something upstairs, someone rang the doorbell or something like that. And she said, I'll be right back. Even though she knew how I felt about being alone down there. And I just nodded and said, okay, she was gone and I was alone. And I started to get a bad feeling in the pit of my stomach. I didn't move. I didn't want to, even though the lights were on now, this is where everything kind of started to happen. And it gives me chills to this day. The lights kind of started to flicker and I started to hear noises and what sounded like talking, but it wasn't coming from upstairs. It was coming from the storage room. I heard someone say my name and the part that freaks me me out the most is the voice kind of sounded like my grandma. I was confused as hell. I was like, how am I hearing her down here when she just walked upstairs? I didn't want to move, but being me and kind of curious, I started to move towards the storage room. The closer I got, the worse I felt. And when I got to the door, the lights in the basement turned off. I went to run upstairs and hide, go somewhere that wasn't the basement. I heard my name again for the second time. My grandma's voice asking me to open the door to help her. So I did. Mm. It's giving demon. That's what I'm thinking. I couldn't see anything when I opened the door. It was pitch black. I couldn't hear anything but a faint 
laughing that felt like I don't, something evil. And then the laughing just stopped. The lights turned back on in the basement and I felt a little bit better when the lights came back on. But the downside is, is that I could see everything in the strange little storage room. I saw a small clown doll in the storage room and my grandma hates clowns like with a passion and wants nothing to do with them. So why is there a clown doll? I have no damn idea. Then the lights turn on in the storage room. I saw this red substance all over the place. I screamed. I black out. And the next thing I know, I wake up on the couch in the living room and my grandma's looking at me and asking me if I'm okay. And I still have no idea if this was real or a dream, but it sure as hell felt real. Why do you have to tell me doll stuff? Ooh, I love how you give yourself the creeps when you read stuff. I do. I love, I love getting creeped. Love getting creeped. That's what we're here for, ladies and gentlemen, to give you the creeps. To give you the little creepies. Um, I'm just going to say it. Say it. Say what you're going to say. He's Are you an gonna idiot. Who? This person? Yeah. Why? He was a child. I don't care. I'm not opening a door to nowhere. Well, my thing is, I was thinking this thing was In just like... In the dark? Ugh. Yeah, the lights completely went out. Yeah, I and they started like, flickering it, on out. and off. And then he heard his grandma. And if you're a kid, he's like, "How did my grandma get in there? I gotta help my grandma." Not my grandma. Not my nana. <laughs> she hadn't into a hole in the a basement. Hell no. She would have been like, "Are you fucking stupid? <laughs> you really think I'm in behind this door when you just watch me go upstairs?" Taylor, you know who you are. You're those people at the movies. Like, when you're trying to watch a movie, and they're like, no, don't go in there. No. Like, that's you. That's not me. That's I, internally, I don't speak it out loud. Yeah, but, like, you're, like, fighting with the main character the whole time. Oh, yeah, I want to punch some people's <laughs> like, like, you're not enjoying the movie. You're just fighting. Like, yeah. internally, there's a battle of wits going on, but you're the only one participating. <laughs> the whole time, I'm like, why are you doing that? Just leave. <laughs> Just leave. Oh, you can't enjoy a good scary story because you're always just like, why? Like the the rational part of my brain is like, this person literally would never survive. <laughs> like uh, evolution like, didn't miss this bitch. Yeah. It's all a good fun. I mean, it's in good fun, but sometimes like that shit right there. Also, you open the door and it's like, oh, a little clown doll. Nope. Shutting the door. I'm not just going to be like, hey, let's look around for some more evidence. <laughs> Like, just confirm that, one, I'm an idiot, and two, that I'm terrified. <laughs> I get irrationally angry at stuff like that. I get that. I get that. All right, guys. Next up is one of my stories. Um, mm-hmm. It's really long. Not really long, but it's a little bit lengthier than Stephanie's was. Also, if you if it sounds like I'm out of breath, I am. <laughs> Bear with me. I'm sorry. Okay. So it starts with, I'm a nurse at a palliative care unit in an old hospital. Already too much. I'm done. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Sentence number one, somebody left. Yep. I'll be back when you're done. (laughs) If you're a nurse at one of these units like me or know a nurse, please read until the end. I could use your help. Mm. I hate when it starts like that. I'm like, oh God, I gotta read it now. I could help her. I I can't, but I'd like to know why you need it. Yeah. (laughs) Throughout my years working at this hospital, I've seen a lot, especially being in a palliative care unit. You see a lot of things other people wish they wouldn't. For some of us, at some point, we just accept that these things are happening and that we can't change them. The unit I work in has nine beds and nine different bedrooms, all spread along a long corridor. I like the word corridor. Mm -hmm. At the start of the corridor is the lift and coming out of it you'd find the cleaning room on your right where we keep all the cleaning equipment and products 
and the nurse's room on your left, along with the entrance through the stairs. Because of the building and patient safety, and so we can access the other floors easily if need be, the administration forbade us from locking the stair doors. You know, obviously. Yeah. There's a fire. Mm-hmm. This isn't ideal because some of our patients and their delusions can go across our room's doors or go through the room's door and unnoticed and like escape. Th- yeah. Yeah. They put themselves in dangers. Anyway, so we always keep the doors closed by tying a bed sheet around the door handles to keep them together. That way, if something did happen, they could just easily pull the sheet. This is super important, and that's why I left it in there, because what happens next is very strange. (laughs) The nurse's room is where we'll spend most of the night shifts doing all kinds of activities, including resting and actually sleeping. Usually late at night, my routine would include checking on all the patients, checking all the doors and windows to make sure nobody is, you know, trying to leave and that they're all locked properly. Checking on the doors to the stairs and then spend most of the night checking patient files. Just, you know, Mm -hmm. that's why night shift is the best. Mm -hmm. Let's be real. This night in particular, I had finished with my rounds and was checking on all of the cameras. When my nursing auxiliary, auxiliary... came into the nurse's room she asked me if anything else was needed or if she was cool to sleep for a while I told her she was fine to go to sleep so she took off her shoes laid down with her back to the room and me facing the wall and just went to sleep I was reading a new patient's file who was coming into our unit soon to know what to expect and how to behave around him when I started hearing footsteps footsteps walking up and down the unit's corridor at first I ignored them thinking I was just tired and that my ears were playing tricks on me It wouldn't be the first time as they persisted, though, I started wondering what is going on. So I took another look at the cameras, but each and every one of the bedroom, one of the bedroom and corridor feeds seemed completely normal, though the steps kept coming all the way to the nurse's room, stopping about two steps away from showing at my door, then turning and walking back all the way to the opposite end of the corridor. Ew. Yeah, like someone pacing in the hall. Yeah. That gives me the willies. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I waited to see if anything changed, but when it didn't, I stood up to go check. That's when one of our patients, the one in room number seven, started calling us frantically. My auxiliary nurse was still asleep, so I walked carefully out of the room, peeked out of the room, and looked around. There was nothing there, and the footsteps had stopped, so I rushed to the patient's room. When I got there, he was shouting frantically, huddled against the bed's headboard with what seemed like renewed energy, shouting at me to tell the man in the top hat sitting on the chair in the room to go away and leave him be. Usually, with patients like these in this state of stress, we just go along with their delusions to calm them down. You know, I don't really necessarily like that. (laughs) I get it, though. Instead of, like, trying to... I mean, you don't want them to face their delusion like you just want to like go with the flow and get them to calm down especially if she's by herself this is why i decided i couldn't be a nurse yeah i'll just be like i see nothing <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> like where is it you just quit <laughs> so she adds if there are nurses watching or listening or whatever you know what i mean mm-hmm. obviously i'm not a nurse so i didn't know in this case with him screaming in the room i turned towards the chair and started talking to this imaginary man in a top hat telling him he needed to go the visiting hours were done and that he needed to leave right now or we'd have to call security after this the patient calmed down thanked me for sending the man away and lay back down to rest 
So I decided to go back to the nurse's room and studying my new patient. As I walked back in, my heart stopped. All I felt was panic gripping my insides as I stood there not knowing what to do and looking at the surveillance cameras. There was a big shadow standing right in the middle of the frame of the camera recording the end of the corridor right in front of the bedroom I had just been in. Ew. (laughs) I hate that. (laughs) I had to turn the camera off. (laughs) Nope. Yeah. Can you imagine? No. That is creepiest creepies. I took one step back and leaned backward to check if I could see anything there. And there was nothing. Mm-mm. I gave the cameras another quick glance. Wake that bitch up. That's asleep behind you. Uh, for real. She would have been awake as soon as bitch started screaming. Yeah. You need to get up right now. Yeah. Like, we got fine. some problems. Drink some coffee. Yep. I gave the cameras another quick glance and the shadow was still there. Standing terrifyingly still in front of this patient's bedroom door. This time, though, when I turned to look directly at the corridor again, the thing was there. What? So, she was like, she did a double take. She saw it on the camera. Then she looked with her own eyes. And yeah, she was it. like, mm, hang on a second. That could be a smudge. Yeah. Peeps back, nothing. Peeps back to the camera, it's still there. Then she's like, okay. Let's peep back one more time. And then she, and sees, then she it sees it. With her own eyes. Yeah. Ugh. Oh my gosh. For a moment, it felt like everything froze in place. And I just stood there looking at it like a fool. Then slowly, it turned towards me. A pair of strange, dark red eyes showing brightly. It stood like that for a bit, screeched at me, and flew into another patient's bedroom, slamming the door behind it. What? When you uh, also when you hear the word screeched, oh, it's like some sort of bird sound. Do like you think a it's scream? like a pterodactyl? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah, yeah. that's terrifying. Hmm. At this point, my auxiliary nurse jumped awake at the slam of the door and started frantically asking me what is going on. I was out of breath by now. Same girl. I told her what I had just seen and what had just happened, and she just didn't believe me. I asked her to come with me to the patient's bedroom, and she agreed, starting to become curious. We walked slowly through the corridor, passing every door carefully. I was afraid that anything could come flying. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if you just witnessed that business. (laughs) I don't understand this. I mean, this is such a good person to go check on this and, like, do a follow-up. Yeah. And, like, I'm glad people are curious. Mm -hmm. I'm not. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I'm going to close the door. Mm Mm-mm. And pray that everybody makes it through the night. Yeah. Good luck. Peace be with you, baby. (laughs) When we got to the bedroom this thing flew into, I pushed the door without going in to check for any kind of danger and immediately felt a breath of freezing air hit me in the face. Mm -mm. So she says that the air conditioning stays on just to keep the rooms cool, Mm -hmm. but not that cool. So this was not normal. Nothing came flying at us like I was afraid would happen happen but there right by the patient's bed there was this shadow i could tell it was a man tall and strong with a top hat over his head i asked my auxiliary nurse if she could see him not expecting a no what however that's what i got she couldn't see anything standing there and definitely not as clear as i could oh no slowly the shadow turned towards me again this time it did not scream This time, it slowly dissipated. 
Immediately, I calmed down. Not only could I not see it anymore, I also couldn't feel it. This sense of calm came over me and the patient seemed okay, so we left the room and went back to our room. My colleague went back to sleep, but I didn't rest until I checked the rest of the unit to make sure everyone was safe. After that, I couldn't help but stare at the cameras every minute for the rest of the night. Eventually, our shift was over and would become the shift with the most intense experience I ever had. The next day, when nighttime came and I did all my rounds, I went inside room 7, which is the original room this happened in, to check on the patient. When I came closer to him, I realized he had passed away. (gasps) She saw death. Yeah. This was my first experience with the shadow man in the top hat, but it wasn't the last and it's still ongoing. What? I'm the only one who can see him around the unit, which freaks everyone out. Every single time I see him, it's under the same circumstances. I walk into a patient's room and there's his shadow at the feet of the bed. I wait for a little while until he turns to me and dissipates. One or two days later, the patient passes away. Get out of here. Yeah. Seems like she's encountering (laughs) some sort of like, I don't know, angel of death death in general um soul sucker i don't know i don't know i mean her the rest of the post is her like asking for advice like what would you do yeah honey or this happens to other people in these situations i think mainly i've worked in a hospital and you get like eerie feelings you know just because people die there let's be real yeah the vibe shifts yeah and i always worked nights Mm mm-hmm because that's my and it's the fluorescent lights and it's the sounds like hospitals have like the perfect atmosphere for spooky yeah. just because you know like there's all of these things happening all at once plus it's nighttime plus you're dealing with you know end of life care and things like that so nothing like that ever happened to me well she's if it does seeing a shadow man Mm-mm. but you know we did we, we've talked about shadow people before. yeah people seeing them just like during haunting experiences and stuff like that. We haven't like dived into the world of shadow men. No, not yet. I just think it's a little wild that she's the only one that can see him. Yeah. Well, I think I definitely believe that some people are more sensitive than others. And I think it's because maybe she's more accepting because in every, in everything, like even if we're not talking about supernatural paranormal events, people who are closed off, like just in general, they don't usually pick up on other people's like emotions or like how they are affecting the room. Cause like even a person can change the whole situation, you know? Yeah. And if you're just a closed off person, then I'm going to tell you right now, if I was going into a patient room to do whatever I needed to do when I was still working there and I flicked on a light and I saw a shadow person, you'd probably grab your pants. Um, I don't think I'd grab my pants. I think I would slowly back away like it was a snake or something. Yeah. I mean, and that it seems didn't like the see safest me. thing. But if it turned to look at me, Mm-mm. no, I'd have been like, great, I'm next. What I don't like is that it screamed at her. That makes me think it's like an evil thing. Maybe it was like, you're not supposed to see me. You know, we're not mm-hmm. supposed to see death. No, we're not supposed to see we shouldn't the, see those beyond the veil yeah so he was probably like what the fuck <laughs> uh you need to go to bed also don't tell me visiting hours are over mine are never over oh do you think she was talking to him directly because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that guy could see him and he was like leave tell him to leave please tell this guy to leave and then she spoke to him and then that's when she started seeing him she acknowledged its presence mm. this may not be like 
a death type thing. It could be an evil type thing. I don't know. I don't know what I would classify that as. I do think it's strange that when she does see it, the patient passes away. Either yeah. the next day or the following. I would like to hear if any of our listeners have ever heard stories like this before. Of people seeing these like death omen type things. It doesn't seem like an omen. It seems like the angel of death. That's what I'm saying. All right, guys. Anybody out there seen this, experienced this, know somebody who did? We want to hear about it. Email yeah. us. How did us. you, how did they feel about it? Yeah. Also, did they quit their job? Because I would probably contemplate it. Yeah, for real. All righty. My turn. <clears throat> okay. So this person posts, she's a 31-year-old woman. She's married, and she recently just moved back into her parents' home because they're looking for a house in the area. And it kind of just triggered a situation that happened to her when she was younger. So here's a description of the house. So this kind of happened 10 years ago. The house is a two-story brickstone house in the city limits. It's surrounded by nothing but woods. You have to go through the garage that leads into the kitchen with the first bedroom to your left. Past the kitchen is the main living room. To the right is the hall. It's very open. In this area, you'll find the main dining room, the second living area. But if you continue straight, you'll see the staircase to your left. And even further straight, you'll see my parents' bedroom and bathroom. Going up the stairs, you'll come to the third living area. Yes, I said third. It's a big house. With two sets of French doors side by side that lead into the outside, outside balcony. Going straight, there's a sharp left and that leads you to the three bedrooms and the two baths. This is kind of where the story takes place. The first time I stepped foot into this house, I immediately felt off. Like something just wasn't right. I felt a presence, but I didn't know what or who it was. I brushed it off thinking I was just reading too much into it. I continued to feel like this for the next couple of years. Because of this, I didn't really enjoy visiting my parents. My parents liked to gamble a lot back then, so they'd ask me to babysit my baby brother and sister one day on the weekend. My boyfriend, now husband, loved to go, so we'd always babysit. The first few times, I really didn't pay any attention to the feeling I would get because we were busy playing when eating with the kids. After that, things kind of chilled out, and we would end up watching movies until it was time to go to bed. <clears throat> I was laying in bed with the TV on, but the volume down so low so I could still hear if one of the kids had, like, called her or something. I was almost asleep when I heard one of my siblings coming down the stairs. I open my eyes a bit. I wait for them to get to the bottom, but they never do. I don't think much of it. Close my eyes and begin to drift off again. A few minutes later, I hear it again. So I open my eyes and wait. But again, they never get to the bottom. This time, I sit up and I listen. A bit spooked, but nothing I can't handle. I get a little nervous, but I still get up and go check to see if they're there. Maybe they got too scared to come down the stairs. No one was there. Confused and thinking, I must be dreaming it up, I went back to bed, this time closing the double doors. It was a few hours later, around 2.30, when I feel like someone is very near me. As if they're standing right on top of me. Usually when I opened my eyes, I would see the green glow of the alarm clock on the bedside table. But this time, I saw nothing. It was pitch black in the room. I couldn't even see the hallway light on or the TV or the TV had turned and the TV had turned off by itself. I felt like I couldn't move. I was awake now and I was so scared. I was finally able to call out my husband's name loud enough to wake him. He reached over, turned on the light, and right then the scared feeling went away and I was able to move. I freaked out. I started crying. I couldn't begin to explain to him what had happened because even if I had, he didn't believe in those things. So I told him I was having a nightmare <clears throat> and asked him to go check in on the kids. When he came back, he said the kids were fine and got back in bed with the light on. I was able to fall back asleep, but it took me a really long time. 
The next day, I told my mom about what had happened. And that's when she told me she had been hearing footsteps at night and even saw someone in a sh like a shadowy figure standing at the door. She didn't tell anyone because she didn't want to scare the kids. This is when she told me what she'd done. She wanted to know what was going on in her house, so she decided to buy a voice recorder. One day, she decided to use it. She went upstairs while everyone was gone, and she asked her typical questions. Who is here? What do you want? Why are you here? And then she said, you have passed away and you need to go on. You need to, you're not welcome here. The next day, she decided to leave the recorder in one of the bedrooms upstairs while it was recording for four hours while she was out running errands. I asked if I if she had checked, and to my surprise, she said she was just too scared to listen. I get that, you know. God, not me. I, I get that. I've been I like, wanted to I'll listen to it immediately. To Off they went to the computer, began listening to it after it was uploaded. During the four hours she was gone, you could hear something clicking and tapping in the background, kind of like uh, dog's claws on the floor. And then nothing really happened. So they listened to the entire four hours of the clicking and the tapping and the, the little noise. And then they went back to the beginning where they were listening to the part where she was asking questions. And during the question asking, after she says, what do you want? It gave an answer. And it said her brother's name, Jamie. A single word, just his name. <clears throat> she said she started crying immediately. He wasn't, her brother Jamie was actually having night terrors during this time and nobody really knew what had triggered this. And then now the realization that something was after him every single night was traumatizing. She asked a friend to come and cleanse the house and for a long time, everything was okay. Her brother stopped having night terrors. She was able to rest. Everybody stopped seeing things. But now she's gone back to the house. She's visiting. Uh, she said that she still feels this eerie feeling of being watched. And we all know that feeling, like the hairs in the back of your neck kind of stand up. She says, it just feels like the room is busy, if that makes sense. It's like when you walk into a room, you feel like there's a lot of people in it. Yeah. Yeah. She also said that she comes from a long, like a lot of people in her family have said they are um, open to spirits or have been involved or seen spirits. Like it's not something that's not common for her family. So she thinks that maybe she's just kind of been targeted. And then she also posted an update, which I thought I'd share. So it says, I'm currently sitting in the floor playing with my nephew. My mom is on the couch. My sister's on the couch beside her. My nephew has a toy piano that's made of cloth and it can be folded up. This piano is behind us in the corner with, with all my nephew's other toys. We're talking and watching my nephew attempt to walk when his piano starts making a sound. It's like someone is pressing the keys slowly. We stop and stare and then look at each other, shocked. Then the keys are pressed rapidly until it finally shuts off on its own. Mom and I are, aren't scared. My sister's pretty terrified, but we will be doing another cleansing. So what do you think? Um, spoopy. Yet dumb. Why? leave yeah i knew you'd say that just leave my, my my solution to everything i don't give a shit if it's like a demon if it's a skinwalker <laughs> they follow you if it's in i don't it's a party you're uncomfortable at fucking leave yes go home if you don't like it go home if this is your home go to church Go to church. <laughs> you, you're not even gotta be a church person you go in there and be like something's after me yes they're gonna Help be me. like all right um let's get this handled all right. Specifically a Catholic one. If there's not a Catholic one near you, I mean, take the drive. Take, yes. I feel like it's worth the drive. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to somebody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't get a, like a scared, 
feeling from the presence. I still don't think after a cleansing, you should be having activity. I agree. That makes me feel like it's probably not something great. Mm -hmm. And then now it's, it's interacting with a different child. Yeah. Yeah. Another Mm. little boy. Mm hmm. Spoopy. You got another one for us? I do. So this uh, story, I'm just going to let y'all know. Trigger warning. Just kidding. It's got demons in it, but, or possible demons, if you don't like that. Me either. Thank you for making so. us aware. <laughs> <laughs> so we can all prepare ourselves. Everybody grab the holy water. Well, we did that rosary. demon episode and everybody was like, I was scared after that. I well, like, I usually am. So oh, after okay. an episode, let's just be real. Really? I'm a scaredy cat. Something's wrong with me. <laughs> yes. Yes. We all know. I'm not going to say it on here, but we know. All right. Let me just, uh, there's also a bunch of cussing in this. So not that you think anything less of me because I do say the F word with every breath. <laughs> just know that these F words are not mine. <laughs> all right. So, so it says, uh, for the past two and a half years, I've had horrific visions before going to bed. I can remember when the first one began when my ex-best friend from college visited me at my old apartment for a few days during the summer. I blamed it on a large volume of alcohol we consumed that week or just being prone to nightmares, but these visions persisted probably three to four times a week. This is what I'm talking about, guys. You need to call somebody like the Roman Empire. Get Pope Daddy down in here. Like, I don't think it's the Roman Empire. I think it's TikTok making me... Oh. Have you seen the Roman Empire thing? Yes. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it has nothing to do with this. <laughs> Call the Catholic people, okay? Call them. Call them up. <laughs> if you're a Catholic, I want to know... Like, you need to let us know if this is actually a... If you have, like, a protocol. Maybe. We're not Catholic. Mm-mm. And I feel like Baptists don't have anything going on cool. They're just like, mm, you know? Yeah. I don't think we acknowledge it as much. No. <laughs> anyway, so... It goes on to say how I, how I can explain these visions, like the first scenes you would see when you enter hell. People screaming in cages, animals being morphed into demonic figures, bodies being ripped apart, and maggots falling out of them. Some effing weird shit. I blame them on watching too many horror movies as a kid or just having a really fucked up imagination. But I never had these visions before, like, before sleeping at a hotel or, like, my parents' home. It was just strictly, like, this person's dwelling. So, my very spiritual friend stayed with me this summer and slept in my bed and came to me after waking up one morning and told me, the past few days I've been trying to go to bed, I've been seeing the most disturbing images before falling asleep. Like, straight from hell, demonic images, and I'm extremely scared. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Nobody wants confirmation. You no. know, I mean, I'm sure you're just like, you're crazy. Okay, I'll fix it. I'll take some medication. I'll go see a doctor. Yeah, so but when somebody confirms like it's happening to them also, then it gets a little, little spooky. They go on to say, I actually felt relief when she said this. I hadn't brought it up to her because I felt so crazy for seeing these things, but she saw exactly the same things that I have been seeing. Mm. That's so sad to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's so sad. I had another one of these visions a few days ago, this time particularly disturbing, and I broke down and told my other friends about what's been happening to me. Obviously, they were kind of concerned about my mental health. Good friends. Yes, good friends. But my friend that slept over brought back up that when they slept over, they had the exact same dreams about seeing a demon above them trying to pull him away. 
I remember when this happened because we took a Xanax that night and we had called it a Xanax sleep paralysis demon. But then after putting this together, it was probably an actual demon. They were like trying to make like light of it or whatever. Yeah. Like we took a sleeping pill or an anti-anxiety pill and then, yeah. Something weird. Like it didn't agree with me or whatever. Yeah. Like when people say they take uh, Ambien and they like see things. Like know? sleep paralysis. Yeah. I've had sleep paralysis and that's, and that's a real thing. Yeah. That stuff's. Mm-mm. It's awful. I've never had that. Thank goodness. That's because I, I took those sleeping pills mm-hmm. back in the day and I couldn't. Mm-hmm. It's like you can't wake back up. Mm-mm. I didn't see nothing. Thank goodness. Oh, dude, you would have known. <laughs> the whole entire I, county would have known. Yeah, I would have been in your bed. And like, as soon as I was able to move, I'd have been like, do, 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 do. you would have been burning the house down. <laughs> yeah. Tell her, why is there a fire in here? There's demons, bitch. <laughs> okay. So my other friend who introduced me to the ex-best friend I met and started having these visions after she came said something about her old friend having a really evil energy around her. Mm. That being around her would make her sick and that (laughs) she had like a weird smell to her, to this spiritual person. Oh, right. Gotcha. And the more I thought about it, the more I agreed with this. And I'm starting to think that her sleeping in my bed put some type of evil energy into it. Mm. Or she just invited something into your home. Yeah. And it's attached (laughs) to your room, not necessarily your bed. So anyway, I'm throwing up my mattress and getting a cleanse. (laughs) What else is there to do? (laughs) Uh, you're doing all the things, babe. Like that's maybe not get rid of the mattress. I don't think that a mattress can be cursed. I think that, I mean, I don't, hell, I guess anything could be cursed really. Whatever makes you feel better about it and yeah, would, would make definitely you. definitely cleanse that. Yeah. yeah. Move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, I feel like that's one situation where if the cleanse doesn't work. It's time to go. It's time to go. Cause mm-hmm. that's. And get like a real cleansing, you know? Yeah. I like mean, call in the big guns. Like we said earlier, call them in. Yeah. Like you need to Don't play around with the do demons, your research. You know? My thing is like a ghost or just like a malevolent presence or spirit is different than that. Yeah. I have a dream about hell Mm-mm. or just Mm-mm. the images alone, the description of it. That is terrifying to me. Yeah. Not only would I be in contact with a therapist. Oh yeah. I would be calling the Roman Empire. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, they're no longer around. You can't call them. <laughs> I mean, you can go to Rome, but it's not really an empire I don't know anymore. who, somebody over there, it's going to be some random Roman person, <laughs> Romanian, I don't know. Oh my I'm going to resurrect Van Helsing, like so much shit's happening. All right, guys, we hope you enjoyed our spooky tales during this spooky season. There'll definitely be more to come. Bye. Bye. Make sure you follow us on our Instagram account, sisterhood underscore of underscore secrets. And our Facebook page, Sisterhood of Secrets. If you would like to share any of your spooky or unexplained encounters, email us at sisterhoodsecrets1 at gmail. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Bye for real.